Welcome to Film Shrapnel. My name's Tobias. This is Craig. And How's this it going? Is... How is it going, Craig? And this is your one-stop spot for everything movies. This is our second episode of Horror Month, or third episode of Horror Month. The 1960s, we're kicking it off with Witchfinder General Vincent Price. Yeah, this, um... <laughs> this, this film... Uh... I'm not sure. Do we count this as actually horror? That's the first thing I'm thinking about. Um, well, yeah, you know what? Like, uh, after watching it, I'm like, I'm not sure we should have done this one for, <laughs> for Horror Month. Because, well, look, it's considered a horror film. You look it up, you type it up, it's considered a horror film. And I think there is a lot of horrific things going on, but it doesn't feel very much of a horror. Maybe no. in the tone, perhaps, the setting, perhaps, I mean. But, yeah, there's not real much horror going on. But there's a lot of horrific stuff going on. I suppose, I mean, would you consider Cannibal Holocaust to be a horror film? I yeah. haven't seen it, but I would probably, yeah. And th this is, like, it's definitely not on that level, but it's the same thing. Like, it's not about... It's not like a murderer going round, or it sort of is though. This is almost a slasher film, uh, but like, it's about witch hunting. But obviously, as we know it to be, witches aren't real, and this film does not even for a second try and convince you that witches are real. Mm -hmm. They try and show you as the witch finder as this, you know, just just someone who really likes. The hunt, the torture, the kill doesn't really care if you're a fucking witch. Like there's a there's a lot of horrific deaths in this, uh, but again, not remotely graphic either. So it doesn't. You're right. I don't think it feels like a horror film. Yeah, that I was expecting because I, I didn't read too much about this before I I started watching it, and I was expecting some witchcraft. I was yeah. expecting something to happen, like maybe the Witchfinder General, our character called Hopkins, uh, played by Price, uh, was going to come well, up against a witch or something like this. That's what this my... is. It. it it is Vincent Price, who is like a connoisseur of the horror, um, and Vincent Price. Yeah, I, I think you're right, though. I, I think I was expecting like he's a charlatan, he's a fraudster, and then when he does come to go up against the witch, you know, he'll get, you know, his ass handed to him. But that didn't happen. You know, mm. it, really, it really is just about the atrocities committed against women at the time when you were accused of being, you know, engaging in witchcraft. Yeah. And it really, and it doesn't pull any punches. It's like, this is fucking brutal. These are the rules, you know. And what was it you... uh because there's one point where he drowns three people and they he said if they die then they they you know they go up to heaven or something or whatever so you you're innocent but if mm. you float or something else 
uh, that's the witchcraft protecting you and you'll be hung or burnt. Um, yeah. But I think they were still hung. I remember probably, seeing them hanging from trees after. I suppose they were doing everything they could. They were like, kill, kill the witch by any means necessary. But it's just torture. It's just torturing poor human beings. It's really bad. And this really happened. This hmm. sort of stuff really happened. It's fucking wild. It's interesting because at the beginning, when we first meet him, about 15 minutes into the film, by the way, um, he's on a horse and he's talking with the other guy who's the assistant called Stern. And he's kind of implying that uh, he does God's work, but Stern, he's just like a guy who likes to torture people. So like, uh, I'm not sure completely how much he enjo like enjoys. Well, maybe he does, I guess. Maybe he just, maybe he I, likes I to think... pretend like to put out this kind of image that he doesn't like it uh because he thinks it's you know it's brutal it's wrong but at the same time mm, i don't know i think i think he likes it i do maybe and I, and I think vincent price plays it that way as well yeah definitely <clears throat> I, I i really think he plays it like he isn't he's enjoying himself yeah. although i have a i have quite an interesting story about uh, about this film um, do you want to? You might want to fact check this. I don't know the director's name, right. uh, but but I believe this is his third film. Okay, also, hold on. So you want to double check that real quick before I finish this point? Because I again, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get this wrong. Oh, it took me actually straight to Matthew Hopkins on Wikipedia. So he was a real guy. He was a real guy. Yeah. Yo, that's cool. Well, it's not it's not cool, but it's cool that it's based on a true story then. He was only 27 when he died, <laughs> by the way. So, um, hang on, Vincent Price is playing 27 in this movie. Well, yeah. Also, <laughs> this guy, John Stern, was also a real guy as well, his assistant. Ah, uh, oh, I need to read about this. I didn't know that's that was a real guy. The director is called Michael Reeves. Michael Reeves, yeah. And he'd only made like two films before this. Three films. Three, three he, films before this. So this is yeah. his fourth film. And this is his last uh, film as well. And he was only like in his early 20s or something when he made this as well. I 24, it says. He was 24. Right. So he was a young director. This was his fourth film. And eventually, and it turned out to be his last. They had a massive fight on set uh, where he's trying to give Vincent Price direction. And he's hmm. saying to him, he's basically saying to him, Vincent, you know, you're overacting the shit out of this. Like, you need to be more real. This is a real film. This is about realism. We're not, I'm not interested in your over the top shit. And Vincent Price got really angry and was like, I've made hundreds of films, hundreds and hundreds of films. What have you done? And uh, Reeve said to him, I've made three good ones. <laughs> yeah. That like they hated each other, apparently hated each other. So I've, I actually just read that line that you just said. So he said, a young man, I had made 84 films. What have you done? And Reeves replies, I've yeah, made three good ones. 
I made three uh, good ones. Yeah, what a great line. That's a great comeback. Uh, yeah, but actually, I don't think that's why he stopped making films because oh, really? he died <laughs> the next year. Oh, oh <laughs> shit! Vincent Price put a curse on him. Yeah. <laughs> He used that old voodoo shit that he learned in his earlier films. Yeah, he he died in... Oh, that's really sad. Only 25 years old in 1969. He was found dead in his bedroom, uh, probably related to barbiturate overdose, accidental one. So, yeah, we lost a potentially amazing director. Yeah, no, because I really like this. Yeah. It's interesting as well because I also see uh, on Wikipedia they've also considered it a, a horror, a period yeah. horror film. Period. Yeah. That's an interesting. Uh... Well, well, this is the thing because it's, it's talking about how the it's it's more about the atrocities against these people. Like you could absolutely do a horror film about like something like the Holocaust, for example. You could make it a horror film. And I think that's basically what they've done here. Like they've taken something that you could, you could make like just a very dark drama about, but instead it's like, actually, no, let's do, let's do this in a more, um, through a horror lens. Mm. It doesn't feel like a horror film though. It really doesn't feel like a horror film. It, if anything, it feel, feel, uh, sorry, feels more like a crime kind of thing in a kind of funny way. You're but, enjoying torture, don't you? Yeah. And like, but I also, what I really liked about this film um, is because the whole thing is really, this is set during the English Civil War. So it was like, it was like eight, uh, 16, 1600s, right? So you got uh, Oliver Cromwell on one side yeah. who wants to like, uh, who's fighting on the side of the parliament. And then you got, uh, King Charles, who wants you know to be like an all power, all powerful monarch, and which we don't, we don't see any of that shit. I think maybe we might see a Cromwell at one point, uh, but that doesn't matter. What happens is because there's chaos uh, when these two powers are fighting each other, the country is just like lawless. Uh, people like this guy Matthew Hopkins can go around and like. Uh, Basically, like the fanatics are basically let loose because there's no rule of law. The fanatics are kind of taking control. And I think that's yeah. very interesting, like looking at today, like uh, how how so many like far right groups are just going fucking nuts and like so many fanatic groups and like yeah. uh, some really ultra crazy Christian groups in America. And like, I know, I think there's an interesting comparison that can be made there. But with that, yeah, I I actually agree with that. That makes a lot. Yeah, the, the, it, you you know what? Yeah, I really see how that could be uh, mimetic of now. Maybe this is worth a remake. We said this about the Blob for the you last did. episode, but maybe this is worth a remake as well. I what year? I, what year was Witchfinder General? Uh, I think nineteen sixty-eight, but I could be wrong. Yeah, right. 68, 10 years after the blob, by the way. Um, what was I going to say? Ah, there is actually, should be a remake at some point of this film. I read that uh, some uh, Danish filmmaker uh, bought the rights to it uh, several years ago. So we might get one at one point. And I really okay. think it'd be really, really ripe for uh, a remake. 
Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I do too. I think that'd be really good. Uh, did you really feel much for the sort of main characters in this? I didn't really care for them. You mean I, Richard and his, I, his wife? And his wife. Because I, I feel, I, I like the movie a lot. It's just, I felt a lot of it was quite, you know, boring. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, a risky thing to say. But no, I, no, I, think, I agree. I feel like the main characters were just really dull. And it's like, just get me back to Vincent Price. That, that's... I think that's symptomatic of many films like this from this time. Mm. You get, actually, even today, sometimes the villains just far outshine uh, the main characters. The main characters are boring. Well, make them too, make them too plain. And, and this, nice. the villains are, and the villains are more fun to play for the actors as well. And they just have more depth of character. As yeah, well. absolutely. Like, uh, I, I will say, besides all the unnecessary death in this film, I would have loved to have lived in Cromwell times, in Blackadder times. I feel like Blackadder. I love it. Yeah. I, I'd, love, I, I'd love to live back then. But again, too much unnecessary death. But I, I like the past. The past, I think, is really cool. I think it just would have smelled like shit all the time. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God, I'd love that. Um <laughs> I thought I thought the sound effects. There's a fight scene. There's like a fist fight, and it's like really, really bad. It's like, and like for the as much as the director was like all about realism, I thought the the sound effects were pretty dire. It just takes you away from the realism, doesn't it? When you can yeah. hear a fist whistling through the air. But we've Good. we've all been punched in the face in our lives. We know it doesn't sound like that. No, it just sounds like that's it. Yeah, I feel like there's one point. So they uh, Vincent Price gets told by his little helper that uh, that Stern. Richard guy, yeah, Stern, that Richard wants to kill him. And I've never seen any villain in any movie just be so. Unremotely phased by learning that someone's about like trying to kill them, he's just like, "Well, that's fine." And it's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As much as Vincent Price locked heads with Reeves on set, I feel like whatever got went on between them, it did get one of the best Vincent Price performances out of him. It's an incredible performance. Yeah, it's very entertaining. Uh, yeah. I hadn't watched much of Vincent Price, by the way, so I didn't I didn't know too much about him. Uh, I read a bit about him after, and I realized I, I saw how influential he he is. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting his voice to sound like that, so I saw the poster first, uh, and I kind of I guess I made some uh, had some expectations in my mind, and then I hear him talk for the first time. I also I didn't know he was American either. I thought this is a completely British film, mm. and his voice yeah was quite a, a very interesting way of speaking. Let's say. Well, there, I, I suppose back in back in like the sort of thirties, forties, fifties, like when, when sound was introduced in cinema, like there's a lot of American actors that were putting on this sort of transatlantic accent that was like not quite British, not quite American, just something something in the middle there. Like, there there was this sort of trans 
transatlantic accent that that sort of existed only in that sort of era of cinema as well. Like we, we got out of it quite quickly where Americans, you know, just started to sound more American, but there was like a sweet spot where all these American movie, you know, all these American actors had these really sort of well-spoken RP, almost British sounding voices. Yeah. It's interesting as well because, um there are certain accents around like the northeast of america like in new england Mm. like like they're quite similar actually well not quite similar how am i trying to say they have some similarities maybe it's better to say to like british english like there was this uh one video i was watching about like um it's really interesting by the way i really recommend you watch it uh it's actually more than one video it's two videos and this this uh, accent coach uh, does uh, the whole of North America, all the different accents. And there are some pockets in like the Northeast where they have very specific pronunciation. It's almost like British. Like most American guys, if you ask them, say Mary, Mary and Mary, it sounds the same. But there is like one like region like Vermont or somewhere. I can't remember. New Hampshire. Uh they, they, although they have a, a U.S. accent, they still make that distinction between. You can hear the difference between those three words, and well, I think that Price has have, kind of one of these accents that's a little bit like from that kind of region, yeah, and, which almost passes the British. Because you, you also have these sort of uh, sort of coastal like sort of fisherman towns in in America, these sort of coastal areas that's, that they all sort of sound like they're from Bristol. Yeah. Like Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse. I was just thinking that one. I love that. Yeah. I love his accent in that film. It's and great. He proper sounds like he's from Bristol. Why you be spitting your beans? You laughs. So yeah, like yeah, it is interesting how yeah you you can definitely hear the evolution of some of these accents coming from English tongue. Um, there's a guy with loads of moles I found quite distracting. Did you notice this guy? Uh, uh, no. Who, where, when was this mole man? It was a mole man. <laughs> it was a mole man on the screen. I didn't like the mole man. He was distracting. <laughs> I, this is the thing. My only note from, that, from the scene he's in is, the mole man is here. <laughs> and, and like, yeah. I, uh, I found him so distracting. I actually don't know what else was going on in the scene to provide you context. I just, <laughs> I, just, I, I, just looking at the man. mole man. <laughs> I was, I'm just looking at the mole man. Um, but I, I will say, I, I think the movie, as much as I've said, I don't think it's a horror film or it doesn't feel like a horror film anyway. Uh, but there's a lot of scenes where like people are getting hung, drowned. Uh, there's a bit where... They're like stabbing this woman, Elizabeth, like with just sticks before they hang her and put set her on fire and shit. That uh, fire scene, by the way, was a bit. Uh... It's it's pretty. That's pretty graphic, in all fairness. But but my, I've got a note here that I said the most of this movie is very very brutal without being graphic, and it's yeah. only the final bit that I would say you know it does finally step over that line. Uh, but like, I, I suppose when you make violence graphic, it doesn't always feel super realistic. You can have a sort of detachment from it. If you shoot someone in the head and it blows up, 
you know that that doesn't really happen in real life. So, you know, you, you can have a bit more of a detachment from it. It's more fun. Uh, but I felt like a lot of the violence in this, it felt brutal without being graphic. Ergo, it felt a lot more real to me. Yeah, there was one scene in particular that you just reminded me of where Stern gets shot in his shoulder Yes. And he has to use a knife to dig out the bullet. And mm. the way it's shot, you don't see anything. And you see him, he's struggling, he's in pain. And I think he passes out and then he wakes up a bit later. But like, if you shot that today, you would 100% shoot. Close out. up. Yeah. 100%. Close up with, a, with the blade, deep digging into the meat. Yeah, you absolutely do that nowadays. And I actually quite like how this film displays the violence in a very minimalistic way because mm-hmm. it, it really does make it feel a bit more real. I feel like everyone who gets hung in this movie, it does look like it's a real person getting hung. Yeah. It, it's pretty, that's pretty shocking I found. And I also, even though the bit where they're stabbing at Elizabeth, you can see that they are stabbing the ground around her so they can't <laughs> hurt her. But it does, but like the way she screams, the way it's shot, like it still feels very, very brutal, even though you can see they're making a concerted effort not to really hurt her. Um, there's a lot of screaming women in this film, yeah. But again, I, I feel like a lot, like all the screaming in this felt very, very genuine. I can't tell you, like, how many times have you heard that Wilhelm scream, oh. you know. Do you know what I mean? It, it just doesn't feel genuine anymore. But the, all the screaming in this, it felt shrill. It felt like it was sh- like recorded live. It, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, this film just felt very, very real. I really yeah. appreciated how real it felt. That's how... I, I feel like it's a real testament to the director. And like how he really was able to get across the brutality of all this without even showing that much. Yeah. My only criticism really about that is it's supposed to be taking place during the civil war. And I mm. feel felt that it didn't really look very much like a war. It didn't really feel like the yeah. country was ravished. It looked too nice and well-kept. Like, I think if I would have done that film, but I guess it's expenses isn't it really, it would have cost you money. Uh, I would. I, it should just look more like it's things are fucked up and worn out, and maybe people yeah, are struggling. But, but I suppose you could make the argument that this is a sort of like, uh, you know, it's a town. It takes place in a town that's sort of out, out in the sticks a bit. Doesn't really get bothered by all this bollocks. You could make that argument. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm just thinking of something. Um... Why? So, uh, is it Elizabeth, the woman that he loves, Richard loves? So. Or... No, no, I don't think it's Richard's. I don't think that's the. Oh, that's, I just that's remember a guy going, Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah, and he tries to stab Hopkins. Yeah, that was another woman. But mm. so Richard's was it Sarah? Maybe it was Sarah. I don't know. It's such a generic name, Richard and Sarah. Uh, doesn't matter. So Sarah's father, or oh, sorry, uncle is a priest and he gets accused of being like being a Satan worship. No, no. There's a word that he uses. Idolator, idolator. That's what he calls them. 
uh, Hopkins character. Um, he calls them idolators. And yeah, and I was just wondering, like, what, what must he have done? I, I don't think he actually did anything that would, must have been suggested that he was any kind of like Satan worshiper or something. I, met, I reckon people like Hopkins got used at this time just to settle grievances. Like, yeah. just say that guy, yeah, he's a Satan worshiper. And then you get the, the witch hunter out and he, now you have to prove you're not a witch and then you just get murdered. And then, yeah. I suppose it is a pretty, it's a pretty uh, easy way of dealing with your enemies back then. You know? Yeah. I think you're right. I think, uh, I think like all of these loose sentences that he's putting down, because there's one point where a guy who survives the torture, he just, as like in his dying breath, he says, may God help you. Uh, it's the same guy. It's the him. priest. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, may God help you because, you know, he knows that it's a load of bollocks. I, I really, I would be so angry. I'd look, <laughs> I, I, you have no idea. You have no idea. You I'd be like, you know how dumb you are. You dumb fuck. You dumb fucking idiots. I can't believe you're making See, me die Listen to this. how he talks. He's, that's definitely a witch right there. That's only how witches talk. These aren't spells. These are curse words from the future. <laughs> he's been, he's come from the future. We told you he was a witch. Uh, yeah. uh, I'll tell, tell you another thing I found quite disturbing. Uh, and again, not too graphic, but uh, there's a public hanging and there are children standing around watching as if it's like entertainment. And then when uh, this, I think this is around the time that Elizabeth is killed with the fire. And then after she's all burned Brutal, up, without... the kids are like playing with sticks, poking the the ashes, which was a bit disturbing as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I quite like the cinematography as well because it it feels flat, but it sort of adds to the authenticity of of like all the shots. It feels very real still. Yeah, I, I did like it. But sometimes I did feel that some of the shots were way too dark and you couldn't see mm. what was going on. I thought that was a bit annoying at points. But mm. yeah, it's just here and there, here and there like that. But um, I, I think we can all agree, Hopkins, a.k.a. Vincent Price, he enjoys his job way too much. I think it's fun to be a bad guy, isn't it? Yeah, I know. I'm. Ju I'm just saying that that's his problem. Is that he enjoys his job too much? It's like if you're a begrudging witch hunter, like, oh, I'm so sorry, I have to kill you because you're a witch. Like, it'd be, it, you know, you'd be all right. But it's like, hmm. Let that. He's like the emperor from Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, Vincent you know Price would have made a great emperor in Star Wars. I, I, yeah, I think he could have nailed that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about, um, so another, so now I said earlier, I was wondering about for like Hopkins, what is his moral? What is, what is he, where are his morals really? Like, he's, does he he's, really, he's just a bad motherfucker. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, like in terms of what he does as a witch hunter, does mm. he really believe that he's hunting witches or is he just doing it for the money? I don't and, think so. I, I don't think he's doing it because he believes it. Yeah, I, I was I wasn't sure until there was a point where so Sarah, um, so basically her uncle, the priest, is taken to be trialed as a witch, and she's kind of like kind of abandoned and left by herself because Richard, her hus soon to be husband, is in the war. 
and she she has to, by the way there's an interesting bit she has to kind of lie that uh the man is not uh her uncle because it's he's, it's safer for her to lie than to tell the truth right here even though she's done nothing wrong yeah uh, yeah i thought that was kind of fucked up and i was gonna say that so basically she kind of offers herself up to him and i was wondering like what how is this gonna go is he gonna give in to her and basically enjoy her uh you know what i mean when i say that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i phrased it that way he, you, he's, you gonna, he's I mean. going to enjoy her is he gonna get laid and enjoy it and let her give her a pass <laughs> why do you keep saying enjoy <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because the other option I, is... I know what you mean, is, but I love is he gonna let, Aha, you're offering, me to, you're offering yourself to me. That means you're a witch. But he, he, yeah, he basically sleeps with her. And because he's sleeping with her, uh, he lets the priest live a bit longer. Like Stone's wondering, why is that happening? Why is he uh, not just killing the guy? He's like just left him in the prison for longer. And eventually Stern finds out and I, I think he rapes her. Uh, you don't see it, it's off screen. And then he just decides to kill the priest. My original point was, is that, that he, because he uh, basically gave the priest a pass so he could sleep with his niece, Yeah. his moral, he doesn't really get, he doesn't give a shit about witches, doesn't believe in witches. He's just using this as a way to, um, yeah, just to profit basically and like take advantage of people. That's what he's doing. So yeah, he doesn't believe in witches. He's just he's just an evil bastard. Exactly. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really matter to him. At the end of the day, he's just an opportunist. Yeah. So I, I forget what the whole point of Richard's story was, but they get captured as well. Richard and his girlfriend or his wife. And it, it was at this. They're captured, aren't they? And then they have to try and escape. Mm. Oh, yeah. You mean towards the end? Yeah, yeah. 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 And like, number one, it feels too easy to escape from their situation. But all right. But uh, he he uses the axe to chop up uh, to chop up Vincent Price. Yeah, that was a bit brutal. Today that'll be Brute. so much more graphic to 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 fucking I mean, beat yeah. someone to death with a an axe. But I'm sure if you look carefully, you can see the axe bouncing off Vincent Price because yeah. it's made of rubber. I'm pretty sure you can see it bounce. And then at the end, um, just bef before he really gets to kill uh, Hopkins, someone shoots him. Yeah, just like, why did you kill him? Like, you you took him from me. Like, yeah. he wasn't able to get I, his revenge. I I wrote that down. You took him from me. I love this line. And then is uh, and then like and then it literally just ends there, doesn't it? The girl screams, and then we just get some calm melodies on the lute. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. But you know, there was one other. <laughs> there's one thing I've been dying to mention that I thought was a bit stupid about this film that I need to say, uh, do you remember when Richard is told to go to the coast and stop a boat that might yeah. be King Charles's boat? Yeah, and they, yeah. They go all the way to the, to the sea and there's this guy there and, 
And he's like, I didn't know there was a war going on. Yeah, I didn't I had no idea. <laughs> and then, oh, oh yeah, Laverham. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're having a witch trial over there. How the fuck does he know there's a witch trial happening in the town over, but doesn't know that there is a civil war like <laughs> going on? What? <laughs> I just thought that was well, really the, stupid. But then, but this is it. Maybe it's that kind of area that it's just so out of the you know out of the way. I could, I watched Banshees of Inner Sheeran uh, earlier in the year. And that's set during the Troubles. I think so it's they just the Irish Civil War, which is not maybe technically the Troubles. Just to say that. Sorry, I could be wrong. Oh, oh sorry. No, 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 no. I'll, 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 I thought it was more modern, but all right, fair enough. Um, but because they're so out of the way of it, it doesn't really affect them. They just sort of get on with their day. They can hear the gunfire from across the, the water, but they it doesn't bother them. It doesn't. What, yeah, they're like, why are they so pent up? What's wrong with them over there? Yeah, you know? I, I I know what you mean. I, I I I get I get what you're saying, but I'm not sure. I completely agree. I'm not sure. I'm willing to give it a pass on that. To be honest. Well, how many movies have you made, Craig? <laughs> <laughs> good point. <laughs> say no more. Say no more. Because he's made three. He's made four good ones. <laughs> And Vincent Price has made a hundred plus, I'm sure. But not all of God, them good, probably. Not de- most of them terrible. <laughs> I would say most of them are terrible. Like I, I, I remember seeing him in like a Frankenstein, uh, like an old, like a Hammer Horror Frankenstein. So not like the Boris Karloff ones, that you know, or you know, something a bit more. I think it was like around when Christopher Lee was Dracula, that sort of era. Mm-hmm. Um, but Vincent Price, he, I do like him. I think I've seen a Jekyll and Hyde with him as well. But I've always liked Vincent Price. But he's pretty shit. Well, he's not. He's a great actor, but he's over the top because he's in a lot of over the top movies. And I think this film really is the best performances I've ever seen from him. I think Reeves makes a very credible point. But you need to listen to me because. <laughs> I make own, like exclusively good movies. You almost exclusively make shit ones. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I, I wish I knew if uh, what um, Price's reaction would have been to that to that uh, comeback. Oh, I would have been so. Eh, I can't believe you. Yeah, yeah, you fucking asshole! I can't believe you saying this to me. I can't believe. <laughs> yeah. I could imagine. No, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm sure he was very, very flustered because I bet no one has ever spoken to him like that since he became famous. Yeah, I can imagine that. Uh, it, he, he commands a lot of respect. He is Vincent Price at the end of the day. He is very prolific. He has done a lot and he was a pretty massive megastar at the time in what you could describe as a nobody's movie like who is this kid at the end of the day you know you could have made that argument but Mm. I feel like this kid definitely held his own and made a very 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 good movie I really like this movie at the age of 24 at the age of 24 yeah think about it in those terms this movie (coughs) it's very very mature it's a very mature film and subject matter it's not 
Like, like I say, me and you, we're sat here like, okay, but when is he going to fight the real witch? That's our... <laughs> oh, my God. You sound so stupid when you that, say it that way. Exactly. That's our immature bullshit coming out. And, like, he was 24 and he made such a mature... He made very mature choices in the uh, development of this film. Really, yeah. really good. By the way, I, I'm not sure what version you would have watched, but at the beginning of mine, it mentions that it was a director's cut and the original yeah, was I too violent, so they, so they cut some scenes when it was released. And I, um, I don't know if you noticed, but there are several moments throughout the film uh, where the quality declines quite significantly for like a moment and then it goes back. And I think that's to do potentially with, with censorship um, yeah because i remember yeah. we, we saw a similar thing remember when we did uh my bloody valentine mm. that that also had uh censorship stuff happen uh yes. and I, it's, again like there were shots that ha had a different look uh like the quality just wasn't the same as the rest of the film and i think that's what probably happened here so there's yeah, yeah bits like that but you know i Looking at it, I didn't really find maybe it's just because we're modern, uh, we're so desensitized to violence now that those shots didn't Look, really mess me up or anything. So, are you trying to say that the, the director's cut has had stuff removed or, ha or has everything put back? I think they cut some because it was too violent, and I think there was something that said, like, uh about how our modern sensibilities have changed since uh, when this film was released. So like now they can release the extended cut with, um, mm -hmm. with some stuff that might have been a bit too on edge for the time. I mean, I, I didn't find it too graphic at all. If anything, I thought it was quite tame to today's standards. Yeah. There was some side... But still very good. I, I'm pretty much run out of steam on this. Do you have anything you want to bring up more? Or... Uh... Should we rate this thing? Let me th see what else do I have. Da, da, da. Sorry, I'm looking through my... my I should really organise my notes more before I start. Yeah, start me too. <laughs> me too. I always end up finding notes that I didn't mention in the podcast after re... Oh, yeah, here you go. I've written here. I'll, I'll do a note that I've written down. Uh, you don't see performances like this anymore. I feel like this way? is a very... I, well, because I feel like everything's a bit more uh, over the top nowadays. Certainly in the Marvel movies, everything's a joke. Everything's a you know a, a quirky thing, you know. Whereas this, it's just very gritty and grounded. Feels very real. We don't mm. really get, and I, I think Vincent Price reserving himself really does sort of like I say. You watch him in other stuff. It's night and day, the uh, the difference, you know, like he's the voice at the beginning of Thriller, you know, dark. Oh, sorry, in the middle of Thriller, darkness falls across the land. Oh. The midnight hour, close at hand, like that's Vincent Price, and like so, he's very over the top usually, and this he's really not. He's very, very much uh, collected and chill. You know, I, I've never seen him quite like this, and it really helps sell the rest of the movie around him. I think yeah. he's great in this, and he was really annoyed with his performance in this. But I really do think this guy Reeves, 
uh, got the best performance I've ever seen of Vincent Price. Yeah, I, I haven't seen him in anything else that I that I know of, so I the, can't. Well, say. The, this is the pro- I've seen him in like hundreds of movies. The problem is they're all pretty much much of a muchness, and they bleed into one. I, I know I've seen him in Frankenstein movies, Jekyll and Hyde movies, other mad science movies. Uh, I might have even seen him in a Dracula movie, you know, maybe playing Helsing or even mm. playing Dracula. Do you know what I mean? Like you've seen him in a million and one movies, but they're all pretty much the same. They're all pretty much the same tone, the same feel and pretty much the same dialogue and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I only have two more notes that I can find that I haven't mentioned. Uh, I'll go, go through then. really quickly. So I wrote, when the village people are telling Hopkins about the how evil the priest is, it made me think of Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm, and I yeah. think you can probably guess what scene I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Like where they're doing the witch trial for this uh, blonde woman. And uh, some guy's like, she turned me into a newt. And everyone looks back at him and says, I got better. <laughs> I got better. Yeah. Uh, uh, the last thing I, I, I wrote down, which I thought was quite funny. So when Richard hears, uh, oh, I'm not actually sure if I'm correct on this, but basically I think he's running towards L- Lava him or wherever it is um, to confront uh, Hopkins. And he stops at one point in a field on his horse and he asks the shepherd which way it is. And he's just scaring the fucking sheep everywhere on his fucking horse. And I'm just thinking, you prick. If I was a shepherd, I'd be so pissed off at you. Yeah, exactly. You've just made my life so much more difficult than it needed to be. I've got to find all these fucking sheep, get them together, (laughs) count them. Some of them might even die or disappear. What an asshole. Around I mean, sheep. but again, the, but the, that also reminds me very much of like Monty Python. He kind of because this is the thing if he'd started getting all up in his face, well, you took my sheep, you did like that would be so Monty Python, <laughs> it really would. You know, you there, can you point me into the direction of what are you doing here asking me for help? Well, you've just ruined my fucking flock, now I've got to go <laughs> back and get him again. <laughs> yeah, well, let's rate this bad boy. Um, I I feel like I always I, well nowadays I often go first rating. So I'm I'm gonna let I'm gonna say to you, Craig, how many uh, witches out of a coven are you gonna give this? Well, see, the correct the correct answer is zero witches because there's no witches in this movie. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, how many um, innocently murdered women do you want to give this movie out of ten? Is that about out of out of a church group. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> well, how big uh, is a church group? Uh, I mean, out- let, let, let's say it's out of fourteen innocent women and, and a priest. <laughs> fourteen innocent women and a priest. I give it fourteen women. Uh, at least ten or eleven, I, I would say. But I will point out. Are I you don't leaving really... the priest out of that, or are you no, adding? He... Is, is one of them the priest? Yeah, one of them's a priest. Uh, he doesn't get. He doesn't get any. He doesn't get treated any different. Um, I will say, as a horror film, I don't really consider this much of a horror film, really. 
I, no. I see some people write it as like a folk horror, like on the same level as uh, uh, The Wicker, Wicker Man. Man. Yeah. yeah, which I get. Uh, although I think The Wicker Man is a bit more horror than this. Uh, well, say, say Wicker Man. Wicker Man. No, yeah, you're saying Wickerman. What am I trying? Wickerman, Wickerman, Wickerman. Yeah, but you're saying Wickerman. Okay, I got it wrong. I said it wrong. That's, it's like, yeah, but that's not. It's not like his name. You're making me cry. You're making me cry right now. Uh, as I was saying before, I was rudely interrupted by someone who doesn't like my pronunciation of one film. I didn't interrupt you. You interrupted yourself <laughs> with the incorrect. Who says Wickerman? Me by accident, apparently. The Wickerman. We're not having Weird. this discussion. We're not having this. Uh, yeah. What was they saying? So um, I don't really think of it much of a horror film, although no. it is a bit uh, brutal. Well, it's, not, it's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. They're trying to go for a realist thing, which is quite interesting considering mm. like you don't see many period things that go for. It's, it's the horrors. It's the horrors of the time. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's a really great film. Uh, yes. You, but we were intending to this for, to be a horror season. So if you're looking for a horror movie, maybe might not be what you're expecting, but still it's very good. So it yeah. is good. What, what did you give it out of a coven? Uh, sorry, out of uh, 14 churchgoers? 11 or 12, including the priests. I, I think I'll give it 10. I'll give it 10. Oh. Okay. Well, out, out of 10, IMDb, I'd give it a 7. Yeah, that's fair. Uh... Yeah. I think 7's fair. I think it's close... Um, I think 7's fair. I, I, I'm not closer to an 8 or a 6 or anything like that. I think solid 7. Yeah. Really uh, good. I'm quite excited if they make a remake and if they do it really well. I yeah, think really it could be really good. It could be really good, especially if you double down on the Wickerman vibes. I think they should make him more. Uh, no, uh, no, you should have corrected my pronunciation of Wickerman. No, I'm, I'm refusing to do that. Uh, I think that they could make him more of a fanatic and focus more on the yeah. fan fanaticism of the time. Mm. I think that'd be really good, but also make it like, you know, really doesn't believe this shit. He's just doing it for the money and the, the power really like behind closed doors but mm. you know it's a bit like uh i think of like these kind of crazy bastards who run like mega churches in america i don't think they really believe in fucking anything they say they just enjoy the money and the power that come with it so they put out that face like when they're on stage but you know behind closed doors they're living in fucking mansions rich as fuck off the money that people have given them because mm. they believe their lies so like that's how i kind of see yeah, I think it's a good commentary on these kind of people, these kind of charlatans yeah. who, who ruin people's lives for their own gain and manipulate snake, snake oil salesmen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. Like I said, I would recommend this film. I think it's a, a film worth watching. But yeah, I agree with you. If you're looking for a horror film, this probably ain't uh, the vibe. You might want to look for something else that's more horror. More this is definitely, yeah, but this is definitely very good. And it's again only like the blob, it's only like 80 something minutes. It's very digestible, it's very quick to knock out. Yeah, I think, yeah, this is like 85, and then the blob was like 83 or something. So, you know, 
what are we doing next episode, Craig? Our 70s. Um, let me see if I was intelligent. Suspiria? Is it Suspiria? Might be Suspiria for the 70s, yeah. Are you ready for this? Because it's long, isn't it? How, how long is it? Let me see. I can already hear the apprehension in your voice. Uh, it's going to be like three hours or something. I could watch The Blob and Witchfinder General in the time it takes to watch. It's an hour and 40. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, just 20 minutes that's, longer. That's doable. That's, do- ah, that's fine. That's doable. All right. So next episode, guys, tune in because we'll be doing a real horror film. <laughs> <laughs> Suspiria, which is a really, really good film. I have seen it before. I had seen uh, Witchfinder General before, but so long ago. And I really did have memories of real witchcraft in it. I must have been, you know, (laughs) bleeding it into another film in my head. Because I really did think that there was supernatural stuff going on in this. And it really wasn't. It really wasn't. But it's interesting, I think, to watch this film anyway for Horror Month. Because like you said, it is considered like a folk horror. And I think the whole thing of like witches and stuff goes quite well with October as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all Hallows Eve, isn't it? It all makes sense. It's all full circle. Yeah. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening to us. We are Film Shrapnel. Do check us out on that app formerly known as Twitter. At Film Shrapnel, capital F, capital S. Craig, you got anything to say to the lovelies? Uh, yeah, just keep listening to us. Uh, we love you guys for listening, and uh, stay tuned for more Horror Month. You keep listening, we'll keep talking. Bye. Bye. Shrapnel!